The reading is taken from 1 Thessalonians, chapter 5, verse 16 to 25, and you can find that on uh, page 202 in the Bibles, and of course it's on the screen. Rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Do not quench the spirit. Do not treat prophecies with contempt, but test them all. Hold on to what is good. Reject every kind of evil. May God himself, the God of peace, sanctify you through and through. May your whole spirit, soul and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. The one who calls you is faithful and he will do it. Brothers and sisters, pray for us. This is the word of the Lord. first part of that reading, pray continually or without ceasing. The last part of the reading, pray for us. So as we look today at the conclusion of our series on the devoted church, we're looking today at prayer. Without further ado, let's be still in the Lord's house and pray for each other. And we will do so in the stillness and in the quiet for our own lives and for those around us. Come Holy Spirit of God, unlock the sacred pages of Holy Scripture and set your people on fire with love for you. In Jesus' name, Amen. My first uh, visit to the Royal Hallamshire Hospital. I've been to the Northern General a few times since I've been here as vicar for the last two years, but my first visit uh, went well in lots of ways uh, to see the the family. And I have to say I was greeted with the utmost professional courtesy uh, by two uh, support workers, a couple of porters and stewards. And in fact, the doctor who I was with at the time, I uh, thanked her most warmly Uh, for professional courtesies that should treat all all people uh, in a hospital. I was then left to my own devices, and this is the point of the story. I had to get out of the building. (laughs) I'd negotiated the lift going up, and then I thought it would be, as I kind of breathed a sigh of relief after the transaction was over and I was going to head back home, the car had been successfully parked without paying a penny, private obsession to mine, Darling, we do need to park the car. The children are getting restless. It's been two hours. <laughs> I want to not pay. And I, I'm pretty much sure I've worked this out. I was up on one of the floors, and you, I wanted to go down, so I was looking for the ones that pointed down. And I'd negotiated this, that there were about three or four that were pointing up, 
So after I pressed a kind of lottery of buttons, I was standing outside the one that was going down. All's well, I thought. Entered the lift going down and was engaging in pleasant conversation with people that were <coughs> needed to be in hospital. That was pretty much clear to me. And they could see I was I'm a clergyman. I wondered how this conversation would go. And all of a sudden, the lift went up. Not down. And I had an involuntary kind of, it's going up. I wanted to go down. And they'd obviously frequented the hospital quite. It just always does that. It goes up before it goes down. So I can't process this, actually. I really don't want to engage in conversation afterwards about this. So lifts go up before they go down, even though you're standing by one that says it's going down. Well, so be it. But the very, thanks for laughing, the deep theological point from all of Scripture, from beginning to end, is if you're sending air up, do remember before it goes up, it's got to come down. And it does come down first. As a Christian, born of the Spirit, he comes down. At the end, when it's dust and ashes, the Spirit comes down to raise you. Before prayer ever comes up, it always comes down from the Spirit. Most Christians realize that they can't start without Christ. He's done it all for me. It's not about me, it's not about my effort, it's about what he's done for me. I'm born of the Spirit. Unless you're completely stupid and blinkered, you've got to realise that when you are no more to be living forevermore, he is going to do it. You will not resuscitate yourself. But at all points in the middle, he comes down before we go up. So, five or six helps and a single hindrance to prayer. And the first help when it comes to prayer, for all of us need help in prayer, he comes down to us before the prayer rises to him. It's a spiritual perspective and framework that we're looking at here. Notice this is, this is God's will. So it says in verse 18, this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. And then at the end of the passage, verse 24, the one who calls you is faithful and he will do this. This is how he will do this. When prayer arises from us, it first comes down upon us by the gift of his spirit. My will is incredibly fickle, but the will of God is unthwarted, it's unchanged. No one will defeat it. And God's will is the spirit comes down upon you in order that you can pray aright. So do recognise when it comes to this business of being devoted in prayer, it's God's will that you are. He will help you to make this happen by the gift of his spirit coming down upon you. And of course there are things that we need to recognise ourselves so that we can help this process along rather than hinder it. If logging this spiritual perspective is crucial, 
so too is getting in touch with what the scriptures here calls a spiritual passion. Don't put out the spirit's fire. Or as Paul writes to Timothy, fan into flame the gift of God that's within you. And I think we need to recognise that many of us pray in different ways. Some buildings are more appropriate and accessible to pray. I think some geographical places have a kind of thin space feel about them. Sometimes in your own house you will find it easier to pray in one part than another. Perhaps there is choose your posture. Sitting, standing, kneeling, walking, running. Perhaps there are issues of who you gather with to pray. I do not recommend uh, teaching your children to learn how to drive, uh, but I do recommend teaching them how to ride a bike. And in my view, it's a lot more simpler to teach them how to ride a bike than to drive a car. As you're teaching them to ride a, uh, drive a car, you fear death. It's as simple as that. As you're teaching them to ride a bike, you just simply say, the near get better, just get back on it, you soon get on with it. And off they go. Set on stabilizers. But oh, how silly it is as a Christian person, you've not learned how to pray. Wobbling along, that's fine. But if it's stillness, if it's reading the scriptures, whatever it is, fan that into flame. Keep on pedalling. You're going to get there. There's no point in saying, oh, I've learned to ride now. I can do this. Wee, daddy, oh, I'm going to get off. No, you fan it into flame. You keep on going whatever your passion is. Spiritual passion. Find out how it is you will pray. And this is the spirit coming down upon you that's giving you that gift. That needs to be nurtured and treasured and encouraged. Pedal, pedal away. The other help are spiritual prophets. It's there in verse 20. Do not despise the words of the prophets. A prophet is someone who speaks God's word so that you're conscious that you're being spoken to. And there's a reality about it. Happy the marriage relationship where the other is a prophet to the other and can encourage each other with God's word. Happy the friend who can speak to you clearly and robustly. Happy the sensitive spirit who recognises God is speaking to them. It no longer becomes an option. It's a question of obeying Christ or not. Don't treat God's word with contempt. The prayer will come down, the spirit will come down. that you're conscious of will just disappear. And then fourthly, notice the help of spiritual precision in prayer. Our first team gathering as a staff, happily in someone's home, relaxed and chilled with some refreshments, we simply went round the room saying, how can we pray for each other? There's no particular problem with any one of my five children at the moment, but I just simply put into my mind, I really would value a conversation with one of my boys. And at Christmas time, and I didn't realise this was happening at the moment, 
And I said to the team later on, do you know that prayer we said then, it's now got answered. And it's not that we're out of conversation, it's just that one of my lads just doesn't say very much. And on the text conversation, how are you doing? Fine. What are you doing today? Not much. If he was preaching today, he wouldn't give six points, he'd just simply say, pray. Anyway, dear, uh, the dear lad was at Imperial College, left, I think, about three, four years ago. And I didn't realise that in his final year dissertation of a four-year course, he had to do a modest piece of research. And his supervisor spotted this research and got it written up in an American journal. Well, that was interesting. The conversation is kind of becoming enlivened. It's kind of fadding into flame to find out what is going on. Well, it's about a piece of metal that's high tensile and very, very fine that when you're used in treating liver surgery and cancer, as you insert it in, it doesn't wobble or bend. And I did some research to make sure it doesn't bend. And it's now in an American journal, the doctors around the world. I'm proud of you, sunshine. Well done. That, that's great. Spiritual precision to hit the spot. And so in the scriptures, don't treat the word of God with contempt. Discern the spirit. Test that you can find out, as the other scriptures say, what God's perfect and pleasing will is. Pleasing will to God the Father, who sends his spirit down upon you. Should I do this? Should I do that? with utter precision and testing to reach the point, test it. Then you will please God, who will look down and smile upon you and say, well done, my son, well done, my daughter, for testing and approving what God's will is a couple of months to decide on what wallpaper is appropriate in a particular room. Don't tell my wife I'm telling you this story, please. Or deciding on the paint or whatever it might be might well have some manifesting discerning of the spirit about it. But how many children you have, where you live, where you send your children to school, how to care for elderly parents, what the pension's doing, how much time you spend on church activities, what you do with this, this is where God says, in order for me to send down his spirit upon you and for you to be able to pray, you'll need to discern what's best. Because if you're just all over the place with life and sticking a pin in here and there, someone's going to get hurt or someone might not get healed. Discern what is best. Spiritual passion, a wonderful help to find out how we should pray. Spiritual prophets, listen to the word of God when it's spoken to you and recognize that it's from him. Do as he asks and you'll be blessed. And for the perplexities of decisions in life, if you're precise and discern and ask for wisdom, the Father in heaven will smile upon you and say, I'm proud of you, my child. 
here is an answer. From the gift of his spirit that he gives to you, as your prayer rises towards him, so in the Lord's time he will answer. From helps to hindrances, there's just one here. Perhaps there are others, but a plain reading of the text would indicate in verse 22 the hindrance of evil or temptation. Abstain from every form of evil. With the hindrance, it's got its own inbuilt help towards it in the very previous verse. Hold fast to what is good. There's a sense in which the Ephesian armour of God in Ephesians 6, all the soldiers are standing together. You hold fast, you hold the line with each other. In order to abstain from evil as an individual, it's almost certainly the case that you might well need the help of others. Alarming, as the recent report says that children as young as nine are looking at inappropriate content on mobile phones, how parents need to decide what to do about that, how teachers need to be robust and set guidelines, how policies need to be clear, because certainly you can't expect a child just to decide for themselves. Stand with each other, abstain from what is evil. I can still remember older Christians than me being fearful of D.H. Lawrence's Lady Chatterley's Lover. You really shouldn't read that. And now, of course, the content of inappropriate things is everywhere. What is it that's appropriate that we should abstain from in order that the gift of God coming down to us, who started us, who will raise us when we finish, the gift of his spirit in prayer, when that comes down upon us and it lands upon us that we can pray to him, there's an abstention from evil. Deliver us from evil. Stand firm with each other. Support each other in this. Be self-controlled so that your prayers can be answered. I wonder what help you've been most excited about today in prayer. I hope as a Christian disciple and person you've a renewed sense that actually probably I could pray more. I've learnt to ride the bike. I'm going to pedal even more. I wonder what pathways are inappropriate. Things to stop. Conversations to have. People to be with that the Lord in all his goodness when he sends his spirit to you and there's that flicker or that fan or that flame within you it rises up and you can pray to your loving heavenly father who says I'm pleased with you I'm so proud that I've redeemed you that I'm yours and I'm going to answer your prayers let's be still as we pray together Holy Spirit of God, come down upon us, your people. 
with whom we've been redeemed by the precious blood of Christ. Grant that as our prayers rise before you, they might be pleasing to you. Grant us grace and discipline to support and to encourage each other. And for those precise issues and answers to prayer we're seeking for now. In the name of Christ, we rise them before you and pray for your answer in due time. In Jesus' name, amen.